On a programming note, we are not going to have an episode next week because uh, I will I will not be available. I'm sorry. It's my fault. I'm sorry. How come you never told me about this? I was not informed. No, I'm just. <laughs> Movies Are A Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are A Thing. My name's John. And I'm Travis, and here are the movies premiering this week. But before we do that, Travis. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> How's your week been going, man? Oh, it's been going good. Yeah? Uh, let's see. Nothing really big has happened or anything like that. Um, I did watch some things. Um, I did watch one movie, but two not movie things. I guess you could <laughs> say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. So, for the movie part of it, I watched, like I said last week, I watched uh, Dragon Ball uh, Super Superhero. How was it? It was, it was really good. Um, I thought it was a solid story, and I don't, I don't know if it matches up with, like, manga or anything like that, because I, I, I don't read the manga. But it was a good story, and it was good to see the crew back in action again. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, there's some awesome uh, power upgrades for some characters that were sorely needed. I would say who they are, but it would spoil it. Uh. Um, and also, a, a, a bad guy comes back. That Is it Freezer? <laughs> Unfortunately, no, because the actor who voices him died. Oh. Yeah. Dang it. So I don't think we'll get Frieza anymore unless they find somebody to voice him again. But he's been the voice of Frieza for so long. I forget who it is, but yeah. So Damon Mills is a voice actor employed by Funimation where he primarily voices characters in simul dubs. He acts as an understudy for Chris Ayer's role as Frieza in Dragon Ball Super and related video games due to Ayer's illness that eventually led to his death in 2021. So Ayer's died. Damon Mills is his understudy. Gotcha. Who became, who became Freezer. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So we could still get him back then. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> But if you are a fan of of the Dragon Ball franchise, I would highly recommend going to see it. Mm. Um, and then, let's see, the other things I watched was Netflix put out a, a new uh, documentary about Woodstock 1999. Oh, I saw that. Or I didn't yeah. see, I didn't watch it, but I saw the, like, a, a thing for it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much everything. So they said everything that they said in the HBO version. So it, oh. it was really like nothing new. But I mean, it was a little bit more footage of things that we didn't get to see. Gotcha, so, like, gotcha. People causing chaos and all this and that. Mm-hmm. Just that was just a nightmare. <laughs> a nightmare to say the least, but. Right. It it would have been an an awesome show to go to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. I can I can see that. Definitely. Um and then the last thing I watched was uh season 3 of The Boys. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to wait for it to be all the way out so that I could just binge it. And I know it's been done for a couple weeks or almost well, I think more than a couple weeks now. But uh, just didn't have time and finally had the chance to. So I binged that and it was fantastic. Very nice. Yeah. How about you? Did you watch anything or do anything this weekend? Travis? I should know this answer by now. This is me we're talking about here. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Uh, this weekend I did not actually like stay up super late just watching mm-hmm. some random movie. Uh, I just stayed up super late watching nothing um fair enough okay <laughs> i stayed up super late for no reason man 
Um, <laughs> no, I just I unfortunately had some some other stuff happening in life and gotcha. Couldn't go and and watch any movies, unfortunately. Wanted gotcha. to, gotcha. But you know, it is what it is. No problem. There's always next time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, what do you say we we go right into some uh, movie news? Let's do it. All right. Well, the first thing that I do want to talk about is Wolfgang Peterson. Okay. Uh, he actually did pass away. Oh, uh, sad. And I don't know why we didn't have it last week. I don't know if they just didn't announce it fully or what, but he actually passed away August 12th. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was that was a little bit ago. Uh, I would say, yeah, that's just a little bit. That's... <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't know who Wolfgang Peterson is... Uh, he was a director of uh, a, f- a few movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever heard of The Boat, or sorry, Das Boot. <laughs> uh, but that was kind of like his, I think his first kind of like big, big movie that came over here to America as well. Das Boot. <laughs> because three years later, mm-hmm. uh, he, he uh, traumatized a, a whole generation of kids. Uh, with the never-ending story. That movie still messes with me. <laughs> like I said, traumatized an entire generation. Jeez. Uh, but then he also <laughs> did movies like In the Line of Fire, Air Force mm-hmm. One, The Perfect Storm, Tro- Troy, Poseidon. Those are all Wolfgang Peterson movies. He did some good work. He definitely did. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, it, it does look like he uh, passed away from pancreatic cancer. He was oh, 81, okay. mm-hmm. uh, but he was with his family as well. Well, that's good. At least he got to go with people that he loves, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is good. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it's always always sad to lose someone. Um, but, uh, you know, we do we do always have their their work and their... Exactly. You know, their legacy, I guess, really. Right. I mean, we never really knew him, but we know him from his directing and... We can always go back and revisit that kind of stuff if we need a Wolfgang Peterson fix, I guess. There you go. There, there you go. go. Yep. Um, going on to some other news that we have. It looks like a, a Swedish video game company. I know this is like a complete 180, but a <laughs> Swedish video game company called Embracer Group has okay. acquired the IP rights to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Oh, okay. So basically what that means is Embracer Group will will pick up the the motion picture, video game, board game, merchandising, theme parks and stage production rights to Lord of the, Lord of the Rings and Hobbit franchises and then any other like Middle-earth related liter- literary works authorized by the the Tolkien estate and HarperCollins uh they will have matching rights. Okay. So I don't know exactly what that means for the Lord of the Rings uh series that's coming up here. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, any any sort of uh, games or more movies or uh, you know theme park stuff will they have the rights for? Okay. So. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So then that would mean that any future things would go through them then, or uh, in it, terms of. Or, yeah, yeah, like sorry. they'll they'll have a, they'll have a hand in it. I don't know exactly how much. Like they like I said, they have the they have the the intellectual property rights. Gotcha. So they okay. will have some sort of say in in a lot of that stuff. Or mm-hmm. you know, if some uh, if some theme park is like, hey, we want to have this Lord of the Rings a- attraction, they'll have to go through this group. Okay, that would be pretty cool to have a Harry uh, Lord of the Rings. Or just a J.R.R. Tolkien, um, like, themed park would be kind of awesome. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're thinking, like, like, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking, like, uh, The Similarian, then it might be a little um, boring. Well, well, yeah, I would definitely go The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings route. I wouldn't <laughs> go similar, The Similarian. <laughs> But you never know. You never know. There, there could be some, uh, some, some more stuff. Like, I mean, the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, like we were talking about for Amazon. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be something coming up. And that, that's not Lord of the Rings. I mean, that's kind of within the Lord of the Rings universe, but not specifically Lord of the Rings. And then uh, the animated movie, I think we, we've talked about it a little bit, Lord of the Rings, The War right. for the, of the Rohirrim, mm-hmm. which is a Warner Brothers release, which is coming in 2024. Okay. Uh, and then there's an EA mobile game, Lord of the Rings: Heroes of Middle Earth, that are all in the the universe, Middle Earth universe, but not necessarily having to do with Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. So not necessarily canon, is what you're saying? Oh no, I mean like they they would be like canon and stuff, as far as I know. But well, okay, all right. You know, not not pertaining to the specific story of Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. Gotcha. Okay. It just gets so confusing sometimes with all that stuff. It really does. <laughs> it really does. I think we should take a day off. That sounds great. Oh, 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 segue. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We have a story about that. Well, a story of a spinoff. Mm-hmm. That apparently is in, uh, it's not in production, but it's like, uh, I don't know how to, it's in the works. There we go. That's the word I meant. It's in the works. Okay. Oh, um, interesting. All right. And so this one will be called, uh, oh, what was it? It was Sam and Victor's Day Off. Okay. Which will, here, here here's what it says. Sam and Victor's okay. Day Off will follow the same day adventure of the titular valets who took the Ferrari on a joyride in the Matthew Broderick Starer. Of all things, that's what they want to make a new thing about? Apparently. Like... There's so many other things they could have done, but they choose the two valets. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I mean, <sighs> okay. it's it's supposed to be, like, their adventure with the Ferrari when they stole it. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Ferris and Cameron and uh, their group were all kind of just traipsing around Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, here's the thing. They were originally played by Richard Edson and Larry Flash Jenkins, but he died in 2019. And also, it's been a few years, uh, so it's going to yeah. have to be recast. So if it's going to be recast, why not just... I don't know. Uh, so a fun little fact about me was I I really wanted to write a screenplay about a sequel for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Really? I did, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I wanted to center it around an adult, um, Ferris... And um, he would be the principal at the school that he was going to in the first movie. So he would have been uh, the principal, but still doing what he did. And he's still taking the day off whenever he wants to. (laughs) And it's just the superintendent coming up and being like, you've taken, you know, how many days off of work now? Yes, yes. into the computer system again uh i think you'll see that i've only taken three days off thank you very much (laughs) life moves pretty fast (laughs) don't stop Uh, and look around once in a while you're gonna miss it exactly (laughs) you're still here go home Home. movie's over go home (laughs) i still think Uh, that's great it was even better in deadpool Yeah, yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, but still a classic, a classic film. It is. It it really is. And if you have not seen it yet, I would highly suggest it. Before they remake it and ruin it. <laughs> uh, uh, there, there's always that possibility. But, I mean, even the spinoff, it's like, why? I, I, I don't get it. I mean, if they had done it at the same time, or, you know shortly after and had done this the spin-offs that they could actually mm-hmm. have the the actors that <laughs> were the characters right <sighs> i don't know but, but no typical hollywood fashion they have to wait 30 plus years for them to do something <laughs> to where 36 no years sense. so far oh my goodness <laughs> way to drop the ball hollywood right right that's not uh, a plus. Not a plus. Solid segue. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. <laughs> so going with Disney Plus here. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, with the new Avatar movies that are coming soonish, mm-hmm. uh, Disney has actually taken Avatar off of Disney Plus well, because okay. because it's returning to theaters. But it makes no sense to me. Like you would think that yes people would want to go see it in theaters again. I would love to see it in theaters again. I think that'd be kind of cool. But for the people that don't, you would think that they would want to keep it on there so that people who don't want to go to the theater can still watch it before the sequel comes out. Yeah. Yeah, but this will... They figure this will push people to actually go... like. There might be a lot of people on the fence of, eh, do I want to go see it in the theater? Do I want to see it at home? And a lot of people will probably choose at home. And then this way, it will kind of force people to go to the theater. But then at the same time, it's going to cause a lot of kind of animosity between people that have the service and that, uh, you know, expect this stuff to be on there. And, you know, why, why, why have this service if the company can basically just be like, you know what, I'm, I want more money, so I'm going to take this off of the streaming service because we're going to have it in the theater, so you have to go to the theater to watch it and pay us more money. We've already... And to do that without without warning, mm-hmm. just to try to boost the box office sales is, is kind of scummy. <laughs> I guarantee it's probably James Cameron. He, seem, he seems like that type of person. Because also, too, I remember when Avatar was first being released... There were, there were so many rules that we had to follow as a theater mm-hmm. to be able to show it. Like, we couldn't show it until directly, like, right at, like, right when they wanted us to show it. And we had to have it on a certain amount of screens. They, James Cameron is one of the worst for, <laughs> for movie deals. Right, right. Along with Disney and also, uh, not, I almost said James Cameron again, but, uh... George Lucas. And now they're all under one banner. Of course. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just that that also kind of gets into a whole thing like what's happening with HBO Max right now. Mm-hmm. With them completely canning movies that are done or close to being done. Um, right. And then also going through and removing without warning really a bunch of different things uh just so that they can get a tax break on it because they were just bought by discovery like we've talked about before right and so now since they were just bought this year they're can't they're closing out all this stuff to write it off as a tax break because it's new to them kind of thing even though it's been with hbo max for years it's been with hbo for years like sesame street right yeah Huh. Yeah, Do they've, we they've know? gotten rid of... Right. Hmm? Oh, no, I'm sorry. You can finish. I was going to say, they've gotten rid of a lot of episodes of Sesame Street. That's so weird. Okay. Yeah, again, tax write-off. I get, everything is about money nowadays. It may, uh, it's just so sad that, that they have to re- remove something just because they feel like it's necessary when mm. it could still do good good streaming numbers and make money. Yeah. Well, they have to... There was... From what I was reading, there was this whole thing where with the acquisition, there was supposed to be like a couple billion dollars worth of cuts or mm-hmm. like savings that they needed to do. And mm-hmm. this is how they're doing it. You know, they're removing shows that uh, are already done. They're basically stopping shows that are in production right now or, you know, like shows that are are set to have new seasons uh like the seasons are already basically done they're just waiting to release them are now gone you can't buy any physical form of them you can't rent them from anywhere you can't uh have any sort of like digital copy of them because that is them profiting off of it which they can't do because otherwise they can't have it as a tax write-off so like one of the big ones was uh infinity train right which you know it, it I believe it started out on Cartoon Network specifically, but then it went mm-hmm. to HBO Max, I believe. And if you look anywhere, you can't find any physical media unless you go to like eBay or something and buy it secondhand. But any any place where they had physical media, 
it's gone. You cannot buy it because that would be HBO and Warner Brothers or Warner Brothers Discovery because um, HBO is Warner Brothers. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, that would be them profiting off of it, which would mean that they can't count it as a loss for taxes and get a tax write-off for it. <sighs> Man, they just bit off more than they can chew. I think this was the plan all along. Do you? I mean, I, I could definitely mm-hmm. see that for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with, with the way that it's all kind of going through here, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, man, it's, it's very sketchy at the, at the best and just downright insidious at the closer to actually. <laughs> I wonder if they hate themselves for the whole Snyder cut thing. Eh, maybe. <laughs> because, but. because, because then they also decided to put it out on blu-ray and 4k Mm. formats so then they're not (laughs) i'm sure they're still making money off of it but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i tell you hollywood 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 yep yep but back to avatar one question yes are are they really are they re-releasing it in 3d i have not heard yet okay uh i mean i would have to think that they would Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know maybe even IMAX 3D possibly we'll have to see kind of like oh. what kind of IMAX scheduling they've got going on for it sure mm-hmm. but yeah so they've removed Avatar I wonder if let me double check one thing quickly okay so interesting thing here mm-hmm. Avatar has been taken off Disney Plus correct right because they're releasing it in theaters mm-hmm. Rogue One A Star Wars Story is also returning to IMAX, and it will include additional uh, Andor footage. Ooh. It is still on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> well, then. Ooh, Atlantis is on there, though. Atlantis, The Lost Empire? Uh, yes. Yeah. Good Disney um, movie. Right? <laughs> but, yeah, so Rogue One is still on uh, Disney+, Plus, even though it is returning as well to theaters and to, like, IMAX and stuff. See, that's where Disney does it right, and HBO is just in it for the money. Mm-hmm. And I bet you not even, like, they're not going to get the same numbers in Avatar that they got when it originally released. So, I mean, <sighs> Disney's just doing it right. At least for that one. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see how it all goes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, a lot, so... I will say Disney does make some missteps. Mm-hmm. And some people were saying that Hawkeye was a misstep. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that show. I know a lot of people did, but mm-hmm. a lot of people also were saying that it's it was kind of, you know, not needed and it wasn't that good, but, you know, whatever. Um, the directors of that of that show, some of the directors of, I think, like half the episodes, uh, Bert and Birdie. Okay. just Yeah. That's what it, it just says. Bert and Birdie. Uh, are going to be directing a movie, or they they pitched a movie that looks like it's going to be moving forward here for Big Thunder Mountain. Why? The roller coaster. Why? Well, I mean, like, here's the thing. Most Disney rides, especially kind of like mid-90s and earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, those rides and attractions, they all have backstories. Right. And... Disney wants to kind of collect on that now. You know, they've had some some good ones, some meh ones. You know, Pirates is a big one, obviously. And then they've I mean, had, like... Pi- yeah. They've had, like, <laughs> Jungle Cruise and stuff as well, right? Right. Um, they've also had the Haunted Mansion, but... But they're trying to redo that one now. Mm-hmm. So they're rebooting that one with, like, with Owen Wilson, and I think Danny DeVito was in that one, right? Right, yes. Okay. And uh, now it looks like they've agreed that they want to do one with Big Thunder Mountain. Which, the backstory of that one, if I remember correctly, is that there's an old mining town that built their mine on haunted grounds, basically. Okay. And so, ghosts have taken possession of the train and sent it on a wild, you know, kind of out-of-control locomotive ride. And that's what the ride is. I could be wrong. 
I could be wrong on my on my Big Thunder Mountain lore, and I do apologize <laughs> if I am. But I know over in Paris, uh, Big Thunder Mountain and uh, Phantom Manor, which is their um, haunted mansion. I'm guessing. Yes, thank you. Okay. I just said it and I completely forgot it. <laughs> I got um, you. <laughs> like their their version of Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. basically are tied together. So rather than being in like a uh, Louisiana kind of setting with the Haunted Mansion, uh, Phantom Manor is set in kind of like an old Western kind of setting along with Big Thunder Mountain. And basically one of the proprietors of the mine uh, for Big Thunder Mountain there is his house is Phantom Manor. Gotcha. Okay. So whether they go with kind of the Disneyland Anaheim, California version, or they go with, you know, more of like the Florida or the Paris or the, um, Oh, which one? Uh, Tokyo. Okay. Tokyo has it as well. Uh, it, we don't know yet. But if you look it up, there is a lot of kind of like there is there is a story behind each of these rides. Mm-hmm. So whether they kind of go with that or just kind of get an homage to it in the movie, we'll have to see. See, for something so in, in my opinion, this just seems really weird to me that they would make a movie about Big Thunder Mountain. Like, obviously, Pirates makes sense. Jungle Cruise makes sense. Haunted Mansion makes sense. But it just seems weird that they would make a movie about a runaway train like that. But, I mean, if they come at it with the backstory, like, the whole ghost thing, that sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I, I would be okay with that. But if it's just doing it just because, then it might be a little bit weird and out there they apparently pitched it pitched the idea and disney was like yes we like it so we'll have to see okay which is kind of what i'm thinking netflix said to ryan johnson when he pitched glass onion he knives out mystery they were like yes we love it (laughs) right (laughs) and so now we know that knives out or glass onion a knives out mystery is actually going to be premiering on uh, December 23rd on Netflix. For Christmas. Very nice. Just in time for Christmas. I like it. Okay. So We should be getting a trailer here very soon, like an even more in-depth trailer. That's the the hope. And then, just as a reminder, this is the movie with, obviously, Daniel Craig reprising his role as uh, Benoit Blanc. Mm Mm-hmm. But then we also have Edward Norton, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, uh, Kate Hudson, Dave Batista. There's a few, a few names in there. Just a few. One or two. <laughs> uh, I look forward to this one. It should be fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, like we've said this before, but it's going to make its debut at the Toronto International Film Festival uh, next mm-hmm. month and then uh, the BFI Film Festival or BFI London Film Festival in October and then December 23rd 2022 it will premiere on Netflix okay that's not that's not a long of a wait at all mm-hmm. do you know how uh, Ryan Johnson got the the name Glass Onion a Knives Out Mystery oh I feel like you told me when they first announced the name, but it escapes me. So please tell it again if you did already tell me. Uh, so basically, I, th- I think Netflix did an interview with him, and I don't, I don't know if I actually told this one before or not, but uh, you know, basically he said, uh, "I'm always fishing for something fun that Blanc can grab onto as an overwrought metaphor that he can beat to death. You know, like a donut hole in a donut hole." Uh, this is all this is all in plain sight from the very start so the idea of glass came to me something that's clear I'll be very honest I literally got out my iPhone and searched my music library with the word glass there's gotta be some good glass songs I was like oh is it a glass fortress is it a glass castle is it a glass man the first thing that came up because I'm a huge Beatles fan is glass onion Uh, Ah, okay. it's, it's paying you know it's 
named after the the Beatles song Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll make an appearance in the movie too. Probably. <laughs> Ryan Johnson is that type of director, so it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. Exactly, exactly. But yes, December twenty third. Uh can't wait another, to peel back those layers. Well, I was going to say another kind of uh, unique type of director, I guess, mm-hmm. would be George Miller. Yes. Uh, what with you know, uh, Mad Max and uh, you know, you know, Furiosa, which is he's working mm-hmm. on right now, and Happy Feet, and uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> Babe, Pig in the City. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it still, it still is just crazy to me <laughs> but apparently George Miller uh, has cast Caden uh, Bales who I don't really remember this but that being said that's not very much of a surprise <laughs> okay uh, who back in 2020 he was getting constant bullying at his school and he broke down in tears as his mother filmed him while begging for help uh, so yeah, he was, he, I'm trying to think here. So he's, he's Australian mm-hmm. and he was born with, uh, achondroplasia, which is the most common form of dwarfism. Okay. And so he's been just constantly bullied at school apparently mm-hmm. because of it. And he's like nine That's sad. and, or I'm thinking now, now he's, yeah, now he's 11, but back then he was nine in 2020. And so he, I guess his mom was trying to film just being like can somebody help like i don't know what to do with all this bullying and you know and, you know her son is crying mm-hmm. and everything like that and it's just because he's just constantly being bullied uh then we have george miller and a lot of australians and like big name australians that were supporting him apparently george miller had him in uh three thousand years of longing which we'll talk about later yeah, okay. He's he will appear in that one and that they enjoyed their time so much that he's been cast as another character in Furiosa. I love it. Okay. So he's got a small role in 3000 Years of Longing and a small role in Furiosa as well. That's awesome. <laughs> Which I mean, you look at a picture of this kid, it's a, it's a cute kid. He certainly is. Like I feel really bad that he was just constantly getting bullied and that's just yeah okay as we know kids are cruel exactly exactly (sighs) i tell ya uh but i don't i don't know how to how to segue to our next one (laughs) people are are also cruel by calling these creatures bigfoots i don't know uh hey hey don't mess with sasquatch (laughs) exactly so jesse eisenberg it will make sense in a minute uh, has been cast in a new movie by the Zellner brothers. Okay. Uh, we don't know what the name of the movie is or anything like that, but Jesse Eisenberg will be playing a Sasquatch. And, okay. Uh, what, what he said, I guess there was like a... Uh, let's see here. He, he, he revealed that the next movie that he's doing is the Zellner brothers, and he said, they're just these brilliant directors that I've wanted to work with for a long time. And I'm playing a Sasquatch in full makeup, in full body hair, no lines. I grunt, but no lines. And I'm so looking forward to this. <laughs> well, I would assume it's probably because it's a role of a lifetime that he doesn't really have to, like, act much. He just has to grunt mm-hmm. and be in mm-hmm. makeup. So, I mean, that it's yeah. easy money. <laughs> so, apparently, he, he starred with David Zellner in The Art of Self-Defense back in 2019 okay and then nathan zellner who's david's younger brother served as an executive producer on the movie oh cool but now okay. they're directing a new movie and it will uh have jesse eisenberg as a sasquatch okay i look forward to this <laughs> right uh. right it'll be it'll be interesting to see so that explains the meme that I saw the other day of the, them putting uh, Jesse Eisenberg's face on Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why did they do this? But this is hilarious. And now it all makes sense. <laughs> there you go. 
That works. That works. Uh, but speaking of actors of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Michael Shannon is joining Boyd Holbrook in Jeff Nichols' movie The Bike Riders. Ooh, okay. And basically, uh, it w- it's, it's an original story set in 1960s following the rise of a fictional Midwestern motorcycle club. Seen through the lives of its members, the club evolves over the course of a decade from, gathering, from a gathering place for local outsiders into a more sinister gang threatening the original group's unique way of life. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And, uh, I mean, like I said, this is coming from Jeff Nichols, which, if you haven't heard of him, we've talked about him before. Mainly that he... Well, he's directed... A couple of movies. Uh, he directed Midnight Special. Okay. And he wrote that one as well. I don't know if you remember that one. Sure. Yeah. I, it's. I. I don't think I've seen that one, but I've heard of it. Well, ba- it's basically a father and son go on the wrong pers- go on the run, pursued by the government and a cult drawn to the child's special powers. Yes. Okay. And that one has Michael Shannon, Joel Edgerton, uh, Kirsten Dunst, Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But Michael Shannon also, is a yeah. <laughs> I was, sorry, no, you gonna you're fine. I was just gonna say Michael Shannon is a is a very underrated actor, and he right? deserves more credit. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeff Nichols as well has written a few things. Uh, he wrote uh, Loving. I don't know if you remember that one. Okay, that one was 2016. I I remember that one coming out. I kind of remember it, but I mean. I don't think I saw it if 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 we did get it at the theater at the time, but I don't think we did. Right. The other one that you'll know him from is one that we talked about before. Like I said, he's writing A Quiet Place Day One. That's right, yes. So that's that Jeff Nichols. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, he's writing A Quiet Place uh, Day One, and then he is writing and directing The Bike Riders. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see how it all goes. Definitely. Very interesting and very... In- yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be a horror, though. I don't think so. You know what is a horror movie? <gasps> What's that? Insidious 5. That's one of them, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a horror movie. Maybe. <laughs> Might be. Maybe. Uh, apparently Insidious 5 has wrapped filming. Okay. It won't come out for just under a year, like 11 months from this month. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. I've always been a fan of the Insidious series, and I'm not, and I'm not a big PG-13 horror person, but the, but this series is actually pretty good, so the fact that they've made five of them so far just blows my mind, but I look forward to it. Mm Mm-hmm. And this one has uh, Patrick Wilson directing. Yes. And starring. That makes me happy since he's he's had his chops with doing the Conjuring series mm, mm. with with James Wan. So he's got he's learned a, I'm sure a thing or two. Wait, James Wan did the. He Conjuring? did the Conjuring series. He didn't do Insidious. The first Insidious was directed by James Wan. Was it? oh that's yes it would have been yeah. Wow. Well there. They're in the same universe, aren't they? Insidious and Conjuring? I don't think so. Unless I'm wrong, but I don't think so. Okay, yep, no, because Conjuring is the Warren, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. And then Insidious is the Lambert family. Yeah. See, Insidious is more more of... since well what i'm trying to say is that the, the conjuring is set around like r- real events that that people say have happened mm-hmm. and then insidious is kind of their own story that they've made up mm. okay okay gotcha gotcha yes all right uh but yes insidious 5 has wrapped filming and it will be coming out in as of right now july 2023 Woo! all right so you, you said you're, you're not usually into PG-13, you're, you're usually more into more R-rated horror movies? Uh, yeah, because I want the violence and the, and the graphic language and all that good stuff. <laughs> well, then I have some good news for you. Ooh, okay. Uh, there is a new Hellraiser movie coming. Woo, okay. It's coming to Hulu. Woo, okay. And it's going to be rated R. Woo! <laughs> 
Uh, it's going to be rated R for strong bloody violence and graphic nudity. Uh, uh, what sites they'll show me? So, I mean, this is, this is you know, Pinhead and his Cenobites. <laughs> this is definitely something so, you would not watch. <laughs> no. 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 Um, I mean, I know about the movie and everything like that, obviously, mm. but uh, we'll have to... Uh, there's no way I'm going to watch this. I'm, I'll tell you that right now. But <laughs> I'll have to see if they if they get uh, any sort of... Oh, what am I trying to say here? Hold on. If the trailer looks good, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I can't really judge it until I see a trailer. But I'm... I, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the of the Hellraiser series. I've only seen the first two, mm-hmm. and, and and from what people have told me that those are the two to watch. But obviously, if you like the other stuff, go ahead. Or if you like this series, go ahead and watch the other ones. I just haven't. But um, I'm excited to see this. I think Hulu has a good track record of putting out some good content. And I'm excited to see what kind of what kind of horror they can bring into the picture. Considering I know Prey did pretty well, I still have to watch that, but I know it did pretty well. Right, right. And yeah. So apparently, there is also a Hellraiser television series in the works at HBO. That's what I hear about too. Yeah. Which is going to be directed, the first, the pilot, and several more initial episodes will be directed by David Gordon Green. Uh, yes. Who did Halloween and Halloween Kills. Yes. And it will be written by Michael Doherty. Okay. Who wrote Trick or Treat, Krampus, Good movie. Yes. and Godzilla King of the Monsters. Okay. And also uh, Mark Verheiden, who wrote Battlestar Galactica. Okay. It's so that's that's hands. the TV show. That's the TV show. Sure. See, back I when they were first talking about doing this whole Hellraiser thing, I thought that David Gordon Green was going to come back and he was going to make a, a movie. Um, but now he's doing the TV show, which I'm totally okay with. <laughs> but um, I always HBO. thought it was going. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what what things HBO does and what Hulu does and see if it works well, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Sounds good to me. Oh, and uh, just as a heads up for you as well. Yes. Yes. With the the movie that's coming to Hulu. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the producers. Yes. Clive Barker. (gasps) Yes. The sick man himself. Yeah, so he's the one that wrote the original... Mm-hmm. Hellraiser, and the original novel as well. I guess I should say, right? Because yeah, the, the, that was a short story, or not a short story, but it was a story of his. Yeah, and the the Hellbound got, Heart. Yeah. Yes. All right. Messed up movies, but fantastic. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Ah, uh, sorry. I got. I'm just reading something quick. Yeah, sure. Reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, that that basically is the last of our movie news. It's a sad day. Well, that means you should uh, visit us at Facebook. We're facebook.com slash movies are a thing. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are a thing. No spaces, dash, slash, anything like that. At movies are a thing. Come on by and say hi. We would love it. But yes. that leads us into our trailers. Sounds good. The first trailer that we have is the greatest beer run ever, which looks hilarious. <laughs> and it looks kind of moving as well. Yeah, it it's going to be super funny, and it's going to also have heart to it, too. Exactly, exactly. So basically, it'll it's taking place during the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. uh, where I guess it's based off of true events, mm-hmm. or based on a true story. Uh, this one guy from New York sees, you know, all of the protests and everything like that that are happening here that are being broadcast from the news, uh, and... The bartender that he's at is like, you know, our our soldiers are seeing this and, you know, that if he could, he'd bring a beer to every single kid from the neighborhood that's over there to let them know that they're not forgotten. Mm-hmm. And then this one guy is like, I'll do it. And he does. <laughs> Ends up bringing a beer to every single one of the neighborhood kids that are over yeah. in Vietnam fighting. To show their support that, hey, we're thinking about you, too. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But yeah, it looks like it looks like it's funny. It looks like it's got heart. It looks 
pretty darn good. Uh, it's going to be in theaters and streaming on Apple TV September 30th, looks like. Mm-hmm. And it stars Zac Efron. Yes. Yes, it does. And Bill Murray is in it, too. Yes, he is. <laughs> that was and surprising. It was. I really liked his whole thing about how he's only had five beers. He's not drunk yet. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so Zac Efron plays the main character. Russell Crowe is in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said, Bill Murray's in there. And then, uh, I mean, it just, it, it looks really good. Zac Efron is the guy that's going through and trying to bring all the, the beers to the to the yep. kids from the neighborhood. and uh, He's got that stash. And <laughs> yeah. And Russell Crowe is the uh, journalist who's trying to document it. Mm-hmm. It looks great. I can't wait to see this. Mm-hmm. It looks fantastic. Uh, but like I said, September 30th. Our next trailer is one for God's Creatures. Uh, Travis? <laughs> Eh, this one looks eh. It looks like it has a little bit of a horror kind of element to it. It does. Um, and I I tend to I tend to like A twenty four films. Mm-hmm. But this one just doesn't seem like it's up my alley. Maybe I just need to see more more trailer than what I saw to really get a gauge. But right now it's just not clicking with me. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, basically, it's set in Ireland? Yes. I, I would assume so with the accent. I'm not entirely sure, but... Yes, Irish Gothic. Okay. Yeah, and I think it said that in the trailer, too. Um, but, yeah, basically, it's... As far as I can tell, this guy comes back to his Irish home after being away for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he gets accused of some stuff, and... His mom, I guess, is trying to halfway cover for him, but also is trying to figure out if he did it or not. Right, yeah. It seems like it's going to be a lot of it there where she's just not sure, but then it seems like something happens to where she must think that he did it because she seems afraid of him. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It, like you said, it's coming from A24. You know, this is the the studio that gave us uh, Hereditary... Uncut Gems, Ex Machina, The Witch, yep. Eighth Grade, you know, all of those kind of movies. So we'll have mm-hmm. to see how this one goes. Definitely. Uh, and so our last trailer that we have is Lou. This one looks intense. It does, and it looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, this one is going to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not recognize Alice and Janney. <laughs> I, I didn't at first until she spoke. Yeah, yeah. And then I really didn't recognize Journey Smollett as well. Mm-hmm. So basically, what do you know Alice and Janney most from? Um, let's see. So I know her for sure from 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, she had her hit show, The uh, Mom, with mm-hmm. uh, What's-Her-Face, uh, Anna Ferris. Mm-hmm. She's been in. She's been in a bunch of things that I can't name right now. Right. But I know like, her for sure from Ten Things I Hate About You. <laughs> right. Right. She was the guidance counselor in Ten Things I Hate About You. Yes. Miss Perky. Yes. <laughs> but yes, very, very kind of distinct voice and usually a pretty distinct face. But I did, like I said, I did not recognize her in this movie. Yeah, with they must have really aged her for the movie because it was hard to recognize her. Right. So basically, Lou uh, has Alice and Janney as a very mysterious kind of woman next door mm-hmm. uh, to Journey Smollett's character. Uh, Journey Smollett's character, like during a storm, the power goes out, goes to try to fix it. Her daughter is kidnapped mm-hmm. at that point in time. And then she goes to Alice and Janney to see if she can help. And Alice and Janney is apparently a very good tracker. <laughs> and but she uh, has a past that she, uh, she that must come to light. Yes. We'll have to see how it goes. I kind of want to see some more of the action sequences mm-hmm. to see what it kind of looks like. If it's If it's like those really quick cut kind of things, I don't know if, I don't know, I don't know. Well, yeah, especially in, in that one scene they show her in the trailer, it seemed like it was 
a cut uh, fight, and I will agree, it takes you out of it. It really does. Right, right. Yeah, so if, it, if it's like those quick cut ones, then I don't know, but if we, if we get some more kind of like, I guess, I really, I really, I just go back to John Wick all the time. <laughs> well, but, yeah, that's the staple. <laughs> uh, or I mean, even, even Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of more long cut kind of fighting style I can get behind. It looks, sure. the movie looks great. It does, yes. And it's directed by Anna Forrester. Mm-hmm. Who... Uh, let's see here. Has also directed Underworld Blood Wars. Okay. Okay. Uh, one episode of Westworld. Okay. One episode of Jessica Jones. Okay. And a couple, a couple other things. And then has been on second unit dress, director for Eon Flux and 10,000 BC and Day After Tomorrow. Okay. So she's worked with Roland Emmerich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Lou looks amazing. It's going to be going to Netflix uh, at some point in time. Did they say? Uh, if they did, I didn't catch it. September 23rd. Okay. Not long at all. Nope. Just uh, one month. One month away. I like it. Very nice. Well, that is the last trailer that we had for this week, which means we go to the movies that are premiering this week. Yay. Yay. Yay! And the first one that we have is The Invitation, which is rated PG-13 and will be going to theaters here. After the death of her mother and having no other known relatives, uh, Evie takes a DNA test and discovers a long-lost cousin she never knew she had. Invited. Invited by her newfound family to a lavish wedding in the English countryside, She's at first seduced by the sexy aristocrat host, but is soon thrust into a nightmare of survival as she uncovers twisted secrets in her family's history and the unsettling intentions behind their sinful generosity. IMDb does not have a score for this one. Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic also do not have a score for this one. (sighs) I just don't do PG-13 horror. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I guess... Uh, invited might have uh, might have been a little bit more on the nose than I was thinking, because it looks very vampiric, vampiric, vem, vem, vampire. Yeah. Nailed it first try. It's very vampired. Yes, <laughs> very much so. So I, I don't know. It, 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 if I hear good things, I might go check it out, but. I, I think I, it, if I were to watch this one, I would want to wait for it to come on streaming. Okay, okay. I gotcha, I gotcha. I well, that you. leads us to our, our next movie for mm-hmm. the night, which is Samaritan, and will be rated PG-13 and is coming into theaters here. 13-year-old Sam Cleary suspects that his mysterious and reclusive neighbor, Mr. Smith, that's a fun name, is actually a legend hiding in plain sight. 20 years ago, Granite City's super-powered vigilante Samaritan was reported dead after a fiery warehouse battle with his rival, Nemesis. Again, very creative names. Most believe Samaritan perished in the fire, but some in the city, like Sam, have hope that he is still alive. With crime on the rise and the city on the brink of chaos, Sam makes it his mission to coax his neighbor out of hiding to save the city from ruin. Uh, IMDB, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. I want to see this for sure. This is the uh, Sylvester Stallone one. Yes. Yeah, where he plays a uh, crotchety old superhero. Yep. <laughs> Which is right up his alley. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, uh, he's the only notable person in it, isn't it? It's just Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Moises Arias is in it. Martin Starr is in it. That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So there, there's a few people in it, but... And this one's actually going to theaters? Yep. Because I thought it was just going to be on Amazon. It says that it's going to theaters, and I, I hope that I'm right. I think it might be going to theaters, and then it'll be going to Prime Okay. not too long after. Okay. Which leads us to our next movie, which is a movie I said we would be talking about later. 3,000 Years of Longing, which will be rated R and will be uh, coming to theaters. Mm-hmm. Dr. Alethea Binney is an academic content with life and a creature of reason. While in Istanbul, 
Attending a conference, she happens to encounter a djinn who offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom. This presents two problems. First, she doubts that he is real, and second, because she is a scholar of story and mythology, she knows all the cautionary tales of wishes gone wrong. The djinn pleads his case by telling her fantastical stories of his past. Eventually, she is beguiled and makes a wish that surprises them both. IMDb is sitting at a 5.9 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 67%, and Metacritic is sitting at a 57. I plan on seeing this, for sure. <laughs> I love George Miller. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not just George Miller. Mm-hmm. It's, it's George Miller, it's Idris Elba as the Jinn, yep. and it's Tilda Swinton as Dr. Elethea Binney. Yes. I mean, this one, this one looks good. It definitely does. Uh... I just love the, his creative. St- I, I love the way that George Miller, uh, how he makes things look like it's like he like actually cares about his movies and it sh- and it goes a long way. <laughs> I mean, that's always a good thing, right? It certainly is because you want your director to actually be in love with what he's doing and it definitely shows with George Miller's work, for sure. Right, right. And then this, this is the movie that we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the one where uh, Caden Bales is going to be making an appearance. That's right, yes. As, I believe, uh, Quick Change Kid, I believe is, okay. is his... Uh, is that what his credits say? His credit says... <laughs> or, sorry, Quick Change Boy is what it says. Ah, okay. So... I don't know. It'll probably be in one of the stories that the djinn tells. We'll see. I look forward to it. It sounds good to me. (laughs) Very nice. And our last one that we have is Me Time, which is going to be rated R and is going to be going to Netflix. With his family away, a stay-at-home dad enjoys his first Me Time in years by reconnecting with an old friend for a wild weekend that may upend his life. Uh, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. I, uh, this is uh, Marky Mark like, and uh, Kevin yep. Hart. Yes. I, 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 I want to like this. I want to want to watch this. But there's just something about that trailer that just irked me the wrong way. And I think it might be Kevin Hart. Like, there are some things that Kevin Hart does that are hilarious and I love of him in it. But this just seems like it's going to be annoying Kevin Hart, and I'm not about that. Okay, okay, I got you. Um, just as a heads up, this one is written and directed by John Hamburger. Okay. Not Jan- John Hamburger. John Hamburg. Hamburger. <laughs> Hamburger. <laughs> uh, let me just run through his uh, directing credits first. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Along came Polly. Okay. I love you, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, why him? And now me time. Uh, his writing credits include Meet the Parents, Zoolander, Along Came Polly, Meet the Fockers, I Love You, Man, Little Fockers, Zoolander 2, Why Him, Night School, and Me Time. There's a lot of Ben Stiller in there. Wow. There is. <laughs> <laughs> and some of Ben Stiller's best work. Right. Except for Zoolander too. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a bit of Kevin Hart in there too. Just a little bit. And a like, little Brian Cranston and uh, James Franco. Yep, yep. Well, I mean, with, with, uh, Kevin Hart, he was in Night School as well. That yes, was Kevin was. Hart and Tiffany Haddish. Yep, that was good. Um, yeah. I. I <sighs> so it's, it's, got I, a, it's got a pretty good, or John has a pretty good track record of writing some some decent kind of comedy definitely well maybe i might have to give the give this one a shot just to see maybe i might actually like it who knows okay there's just something with that trailer though jed just kind of like like oh kevin hart of course he's gonna jump off off of this rock of mm-hmm. course he's gonna get hit hit by a bird as he's gliding through the air like oh <laughs> I don't know why that bugged me so much, but it did. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Uh, well, that is our last movie for the week. Okay. Uh, so, okay. 3,000 Years of Longing. Yes. Samaritan. Yes. 
me time. Yes. And then invitation, no. Uh, correct. Okay. You did solid guessing. I like it. <laughs> was, was that basically the order, or would you do Samaritan first and then 3,000 Years of Longing? I would probably... Uh, see, that's the thing. Um, I would probably do 3,000 3, Years of Longing first. I think I would enjoy that for the story and just the overall cinematic experience. And then Samaritan would just be a fun, stupid, turn-off-my-brain sort of movie that I can just relax and watch Sylvester kicking butt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But pretty solid. I will give you... I give you a a round of applause. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Travis, did you have anything else you want to say about any of the movies that we had for this week? Uh, I don't have anything. All right. Well, then I do believe that it is about that time. Here it comes. Cue Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us. Okay. Yeah, let me let me try this again. That was solid. Here, let me translate. Oh yeah. Life moves wait, 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 Pandora? No, no, no. Um, right, right. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I was going to have something on the lore in this in this article, but it does not. So, uh, yeah. They, uh... Remember R.I.P.D.? Yeah, they're Released making a Released in 2013. Sequel. Comic book adaptation starring Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges. Was a box office failure for Universal it, Pictures. It sure was. R.I.P.D. 2, Rise of the Damned. Gross. Has made a P- or gotten a PG-13 rating. So it's like Is done. It, uh, why would Ryan Reynolds even agree to that? We don't know if Ryan Reynolds is in the sequel or not. That's true. That's true. We've we heard nothing of this. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, possibly Wild West acting as a prequel. Doesn't have any of the original cast in it. Yeah. That series had so much promise, and then that movie just just left a sour taste in my mouth <laughs> sorry I got sent some, something on Instagram um uh yes uh hold on one second hold on one second let's see here let's see if I'm right one of three two of three three of three uh dang interesting oh gosh uh, quite yes and I would love to play Okay. I don't know. It says that it's going to theaters, but it's possible that it is going to Prime Video instead. I hope that this hasn't lied to me. (laughs) I guess we'll find out. We will. Sounds good to me. Oh no, it's a memory. I love it. Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party on, excellent. Woo, 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 wo
Please don't. <laughs> I need I need to do this here quick. Uh, okay. One second. On a programming note, we are not going to have an episode next week because uh, I will I will not be available. I'm sorry. It's my fault. I'm sorry. How come you never told me about this? I was not informed. No, I'm just. <laughs> Doom, doom. Oh, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that muffin? Muffin button. <laughs> Where's the muffin button? <clears throat> Is this the muffin button? Oh, yeah, that's the muffin button. Sansubine. <laughs> uh, Team Four Star. Yep. I've been seeing a lot more stuff of people talking about Team Four Star recently. It's crazy. Good. They deserve it. Yeah. They did great, great work. Did you know that Nick streams? I did not know that. Yeah. Apparently he streams. Huh. Interesting. Yes. Quite. Huh. Well, I know that he was... um. Like, on the Team Four Star YouTube channel that they would do, like, they had their whole series, The Completionist. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where they would go and try and finish games and things. Right. But... Vegeta! <laughs> Vegeta! <gasps> it's a Pokemon, Vegeta! <laughs> you hear that? It's a Chiaotzu! <laughs> I'm gonna catch it. Uh, oh, that's great. Okay, I don't know, man. Right. I should, I should probably get going. You have yourself a good one, man. You too, man. All right. Goodbye now. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.